Tax Moves with Glenn Birnbaum. Glenn is a CPA with Heinel Banhorn in East Peoria, Illinois. And this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Dawson Tire and Wheel, your premier ag tire and wheel provider in North America, helping people grow. Tractor Zoom, delivering insights, and Dry Shot Boots, the official work boot of the Moving Iron Podcast. Well, I'll tell you what, Glenn, if, if I'm, a, if I'm a, a tax guy right now, an accountant like yourself, some Dry Shot Boots would be would be great to wear right now because walking around and all this muck that's coming out of this PPP sure. program is uh, yeah. starting yeah. to get pretty thick. Yeah. Um, I need some weight. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So as we take a look at uh, what's going on here, this this uh, PPP program, the SBA Paycheck Protection Program that came out um, first part of April um, and, and kind of to help spur through this coronavirus shutdown has was a uh, it was a pretty simple program to start with. You know, you 75% of what you get based on eight weeks of payroll. If you spend that in 10 weeks, you get uh, on payroll and those kind of things, you're good to go. And if you spend the other 25% on a, on a very select few things, interest, rent, I think there are some other things in there, mortgages, those kind of things, where mortgage interest, those kind of things were all kind of falling into that. You were good to go. All you had to do is prove that, keep track of what you're doing, everything else. Fast forward two and a half months, and it has morphed into not only do you have to spend it on that, but you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you actually needed the money. And um, you know, you went, there's a there's just a whole litany of things are going on, and it's actually gotten more confusing every week than the week before. So, Glenn, give us an update on on where we're at with this PPP program and uh, some of the regulations that just came out here this week. Yeah, I'd be happy to, Casey. And so we always try to timestamp these. So it is Friday, May 29th, about 7.30 a.m. Central. And Friday has typically been a big day here the last last few Fridays. Um, so since we last talked, we had Friday, May 15th, I think about 7 p.m. Central, they came out with the, app, the forgiveness application and the instructions. Um, which gave us some insight. It was a total of 11 pages, gave us some insight into, you know, how they're going to do this forgiveness. Um, but, it, you know, there was no any rule or any other guidance, just the application, just the instructions. Then last Friday, so that'd be Friday, uh, May 22nd, about 9.30 p.m. Central Time, right before the Memorial Day holiday, or I guess, you know, depending on how you start, start that, it's probably during the Memorial Day holiday, they release. A couple different uh, interim final rules are called, which is basically like a proposed regulation. And one of them is on loan forgiveness, and one of them is more dealing with how lenders um, are supposed to look at the application, but also how the SBA may may review the application. So, so now we're on another Friday here, and um, you know we're we're wondering if there's going to be some frequently asked questions released because those have not been released yet. There's talk of at least 20, possibly 30 questions that they're going to release. But then yesterday, we had a House bill that passed uh, 417 to 1, I believe, which is called, it's basically a PPP Flexibility Act. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. 
as well. So yeah, it's been there's been a fair amount of stuff happening, but in the back of our minds, you know, there's always been this talk about this, you know, maybe the, the law changing the reg, you know the regulations being released. So we didn't want to get ahead of ourselves, um, but. You know, the, the thing is, you know, a lot of people got their loans, you know, middle of April. And so, you know, early June here, maybe around June 9th, you know, June 10th, June 15th, somewhere in that range, a lot of people's eight weeks are going to expire. And so you kind of want to know the rules, right, um, before, you, before you wrap this up. And they were supposed to release these rules 30 days after March 27th. When the CARES Act was passed, so we're, we're long past that. So that's kind of the, the overview, um, and we can get into some more details. Okay. I have two things I want to hit on. One is, um, the first, let's start with the first one. The first one is, there was a, a $2 million line in the saying that if you were had a loan above that $2 million, you get pretty much guaranteed that you're going to get a review from the SBA, you know, what you spent the money on, um, how you spent it, um, did you know? Did you have? Other, did you have other avenues for capital that you could have gotten um, outside, above, and beyond this? And then anything below two thousand or two thousand two million dollars was more of a self certification, and you could, they were just going to be on the good faith kind of agreement that everything was good to go. Um, about a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that, SBA comes back out and says. Well, you know, we said the two million thing, but anything below that now, we've, we've pretty much opened the gambit up to we can do. It. We're gonna we're gonna check everything basically is what they kind of what they threw out there. I guess as you, um, I get how how are you how are you how how are you kind of going through that with your with the people you're working with? I mean, where I mean, how are you keeping track? of stuff i mean who who is keeping track of stuff who isn't keeping track of stuff and then to kind of throw another little more gasoline on the fire the, the eight weeks of payroll to get processed in 10 weeks now they've they've actually extended that out or talked about extending it out i think they actually passed the bill like you're talking about to where i've heard i've heard 22 weeks i've heard 16 weeks you know on top of that, yeah. so I guess hit on those well, two points a little bit and kind yeah, of talk let's through those. Let's maybe start on the second point because okay. that is probably the most important point we want to make sure we get through. Is so originally it gets confusing, but the loan was based on two and a half months, mm-hmm. which actually is pretty close to eleven weeks if you do the math. It's closer to eleven weeks than just ten. I, I had always been saying ten, but really, the loan was based closer to eleven weeks, and you only had eight weeks to spend it. Right, that is the law as of right now, as of right now. So that's. That's where we're at. But then they let you spend, the, you know, roughly 25% you could spend on rent and utilities and interest. So that's kind of how it all worked. Well, now the bill that was just passed the House yesterday, um, Senate should be taking it up next week. They might tweak it a little bit. Um, two big items that are in there is the covered period goes from eight weeks to 24 weeks. 24 weeks. So yeah. three times, by math is correct. Um, so that's a lot longer time. Um, and so, you know, likely you're going to be able to, you know, if that, if that is actually, you know, the rule, you're going to be able to, you know, use up that loan because the loan amount stays the same, right? You're not, you know, the loan doesn't increase, it's, you know, it stays the same. So likely people are going to be able to spend the money, you know, on payroll very easily and, and get forgiven. The other thing they did, uh, which was not originally in the statute, but it came out in one of the rules, is you had to spend 75, it's a little more complicated than this, but basically, big picture, you had to spend 75% of the loan 
on payroll in order for it to be forgiven. Now they in this House bill they said no, we're going to take that down from seventy five percent down to sixty percent. So that's a, you know another favorable thing that you um, can spend more of the money basically on rents and utilities and interest. So those are two very huge things that are in the House bill um, that should make it a lot easier. The other thing that's in there. Um, is this concept of um, you can you don't have to pay your employer payroll taxes? Okay, so if you you're basically your six point two percent of your payroll taxes, you don't have to pay them right away. You can pay like fifty percent of them um, by the end of next year, and then fifty percent of them by the end of twenty twenty two. So that's always been in the CARES Act, um, but what the CARES Act said was you could not basically take advantage of both programs. You could not get forgiveness on the PPP loan and also be able to delay this payroll tax thing. Well, again, in this bill that was passed yesterday, 417 to 1, it would appear, most everyone I see is reporting, that you can take advantage of both of those things. So that's a little bit of a, a lesser known part of this bill that was passed yesterday. Hmm. So overall, very favorable. Right on. Okay, so um, I guess is it is it safe to say that if you if you have a PPP loan, you better have all your ducks in a row when it comes to the SBA. I mean, is it? Yeah. I mean, I know so it's talk. changed quite a bit, but I mean, it yeah. sounds like let's to me they're really kind of weighing in on that. Talk a little more about point one, and you know, obviously we, we say this every podcast. You know, we're we're, we're providing general advice here. You know, you, we can't you know be your accountant or tax person. We, we certainly are not your attorney, so you gotta, you know, consult with others, but, you know, yeah, what, what we understood was that, you know, you're gonna be considered to certify in good faith if you were had an under $2 million loan, um, but they were, you know, they had given people time to pay back the loan if, you know, because the rules had maybe changed or maybe, maybe we just misapplied them or misunderstood them, they had given us time to pay that back. You know, no, no harm, no foul. That was May 18th, I believe, was the last time you had to pay that back. They still have not actually come out with the rules that, again, were not in the original act about this. what, what does adequate sources of liquidity mean. That was one of the key terms. Um, so we still don't really know. But you're right. Um, you know, if it was under $2 million, basically you were considered to have certified in good faith, since that's what we thought. Um, what came out uh, last Friday, the 22nd, again, this was more in the in the second interim final rule that was more for lenders, um, but it also talked about, hey, the SBA, it was very clear the SBA can review, you know, any loan, you know, including those loans under $2 million. Um, you know, we, we think most people are thinking, well, that means, you know, they're, they're going to be able to review it and they can review it, you know, for the forgiveness part, right, you know, making sure you did have the payroll to support it. You know, what, where, where's your copies of your utility bills, that type of thing. Um, you know, looking at some of these more complex parts of the forgiveness with keeping your head count up or if, if you happen to reduce, you know, salaries of somebody more than 25%. This right. stuff gets really complicated. But, yeah, they, they, they say they have the ability to review it. Um, you know, they, they talk about we're going to provide more guidance and how you, you know, if, if you disagree with their provision, you know, how this works. So, that's pretty confusing. Um, the other part is, in this, again, the second interim final rule was that it's really your lender, you know, the bank is actually going to be looking over your application and they have 60 days to tell you whether, you know, basically 
is your application correct, right? You know, were you, did you have this much forgiveness? So it's really your lender that will be looking this over and, you know, report. And then once they've reviewed it, then they send it on to the SBA. If the SBA has 90 days, I believe, yes, to actually basically send the money back, you know, to the bank and so, and kind of say that you've been forgiven. So 60 days plus 90 days, you know, it's a pretty, pretty long time horizon. You know, so this may not happen, particularly if they extend the deadline, obviously, with the weeks. But, you know, we may not even officially know by the end of the calendar year, you're potentially, right? Yeah. This kind of depends on um, how this all shakes out. But your lender is going to be responsible for looking at certain parts of the application, just verifying that um, the payroll is correct. I think it does say in there, Casey, you know, that, hey, if, if, if you know, if your borrower is using, you know, a, somebody you know, like ADP, you know, a payroll company that's, you know, been around that maybe they don't have to look quite as close um, as opposed to, you know, if, 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 you know, the borrower is using, is doing their own payroll. So that was one little insight that they put in there. But I believe the term for the banks is it's, they say they're supposed to do a good faith review of the application. So whatever that means. It's a pretty vague term unless they've got an outline as, as to what that means because yep. good faith review is very vague. Um, Right. As far as any of these bills and stuff have passed, I know when all this CARES Act first came out and everything that happened, there was, uh, you know, they moved the, the filing deadline to June or July 15th um, right. instead of April 15th. Is that still the uh, the filing date now, or have they it monkeyed was, with that as well? Yeah. At this point, no, it is still July 15th. Um, do you remember your states? Um, most states have also followed that, but in certain states, including Illinois, your second quarter tax estimate is due June 15th, and your second quarter federal estimate would be due July 15th. So there, there is a chance you might have payments possibly to make to the state if you're still holding off. Um, yeah, no other information on an, an extension. You know, uh, at this point, there is no, you know, second round of the stimulus payments going to happen, you know, the $1,200. Could happen, but nothing, nothing close at this point. Um, it does appear likely, though, that there will be some other stimulus package that will be passed. I'm not saying you know it'll be twelve hundred bucks, but you know there'll be some other provisions that might pass later. Um, but it, you know, part of this, I guess, would depend on you know how how well the economy recovers. Um, the other thing, Casey, we've mentioned this before, I think, but you know, the second round of the PPP. There is still, last time I checked, uh, yeah, there's still over $100 billion that's not been used. Um, so that first round went really quick, if you remember, $349 oh, yeah. billion. Second round um, kind of tapered off quite a bit. And well, the they, question is, you know, they changed is the rules. Because people were scared <laughs> off because the rules changed or, you know, other yeah. other reasons. So, yeah. so that's still out there. So, yeah, there. I mean, I assume there will be people, you know, probably applying, you know, next week still. You know, um, and that's the other thing. Right now, technically, the the eight weeks actually ends the earlier of eight weeks from when you get the loan, or June thirtieth. Right. So obviously, June thirtieth is earlier than you know. So that they've got to fix that anyway. Um, but yeah, as far as we know, the Senate will will take it up next week. They might tweak a few things. Um, there's one. There's a concern that that sixty percent that I mentioned um, it might be a cliff. Meaning, if you don't spend sixty percent on payroll, then none of the loan would be forgiven. Mm -hmm. um, which I don't 
according to the ASCPA, our CPA organization, that you know they said that was not the intent, so they may have to fix that. So the Senate may may do that. Marco Rubio had a few tweets here this morning, um, but that was one of the big things was surrounding the sixty percent into the cliff. And then there's a lot of questions, and and this is the more complicated part about how does it work if you try to rehire somebody, right? They don't. They say I'll just. I don't want to come back. And just, should that count against you for the headcount? Um, mm-hmm. You know, how does this work now? If I had, if it's now twenty-four weeks, and I've spent the money, let's just say, you know, by ten weeks, I've spent the money, or eleven weeks, you know, do I then have to still be worried about my headcount through week twenty-four? If that makes sense, yeah. Um, or is it just through week 11 after I've spent the money? So that that's actually the biggest question I'm getting now from people. Um, and I don't have an answer because it's, you know, it's complicated, but is, does, does the headcount have to be maintained all, all throughout the 24 weeks? If that's, if that is in fact, what, what it ends up being. So yeah. I know there's been a lot of folks that have looked at the, uh, the twelve-week thing and air the so we can ten week the ten-week pay period there and have found some glitches in the system that have been you know you had the same head count but you didn't have the same people and that's that's been a problem too so I guess uh, there's a lot of caveats there um, yeah that's you know real complicated part of the application yep. which we just don't have time to get into how you compute some of that stuff um, one thing there is a there is an alternate payroll. Um, you know, generally, you're, you, it starts, you know, the day you get the loan. So if you happen to have a payday right on that same day, as, as it stands right now, you know, that entire payroll would count. Um, but then they give you an alternate period just for payroll. So you'd actually have one period for rent, utilities, and interest, and a different period for uh, payroll if you want to choose it. And that would start on the next full pay period after you get the loan. You know, So if you got the loan on a Friday, let's say, but, you know, you're that you know then the paycheck was say the next wednesday you know but that, that covers you know previous time but but then the start of the new payroll might have been you know the following monday or something so it, it's you got to get your calendar out and look at your days and talk to your payroll person but there are some options there but it, it gets real confusing um and it again it, it just depends on if you happen to get the loan the same day as your as you cut checks for payroll or maybe you cut checks the next day, then it appears you, you're going to get some extra days um, or extra weeks because it was paid during that eight weeks. So, you know, you could get an extra, you know, two weeks of payroll possibly. Um, and actually I already have 10 weeks. You may be able to count 10 weeks of payroll already, even though the covered period is only eight weeks, if that makes any sense. So, yeah. so it's, you do, you you know, and that's that's why we were holding off a little bit because there was such confusion. But now, you know, we've got a, about a week here. If, if nothing gets passed next week, then people will be, you know, at the at the end of the rope, and um, we'll see what happens. Yep. Well, plenty of stuff here, Glenn. It's uh, this is about like everything else. I wonder if this will linger on as long as the one ninety nine A thing did. It's just still kind of lingering on, but. <laughs> It could be 18 months from now before we actually figure out how they're going to make this thing work. So, um, yeah, good times. Good times. Anything else out there, Glenn, that you, uh, based off what we've talked about so far this morning, that you want to make sure people know about? No, I think that's, I think that's enough. And, um, again, just kind of talk to your, you know, your tax accountant, your enrolled agent, your attorney, 
I'm sure next week will be a, be a pretty big week once once we get clear, clarity on whether the Senate, what type of bill the Senate's going to pass. Yep, absolutely. All right, Glenn. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, man, and and uh, clearing out a little bit of the murkiness here to to make it even not quite as murky as it was before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Casey Seymour with Glenn Birnbaum. Um, make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all the latest Moving Iron podcast stuff. Also check me out on um, the Global Ag Network with the rest of Global Ag uh, Network podcasters. Also check out the uh, um, Moving Iron LLC website for all the good stuff that's out there as far as Moving Iron goes. And, and the Moving Iron Summit is still on for all those that want to come to that. Uh, that is September 1 through 3 in Nashville, Tennessee at the Renaissance Hotel. Glenn, if folks want to reach out to you and get some more information about this stuff or just uh, kind of get your opinion about what's happening in the world, uh, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, it's best just to call our office here, uh, area code 309-694-4251, or you can look me up on Twitter, at Glenn Birnbaum is my handle. And make sure you check out that that Twitter handle. There's a lot of good stuff out there that comes from the fellow accountants out there that, that chime in there and and, uh, and and throw their two cents in. So, Glenn, thanks for being on the podcast, buddy. Thank you, Casey. All right. For Glenn Birnbaum and Casey Seymour, let's go move some iron, folks. Out. Moving iron in the 21st century.